0: Gaming's kind of a black box. is one of the things that we learned, you know, in trying
1: to instill the
0: importance across all these
1: leaders' desks. We all want to build up this programming together. If one of us takes a step forward, all of us take a step forward. One of the greatest things that we've been able to bring out of this community
2: is we're pulling these crazy smart airmen and guardians.
3: We're giving them a platform to stand on and say, I have this talent. Welcome to The Convergence, the Army's Mad Scientist podcast. I'm Matt Sanspert of the Mad Scientist team, and I'll be joined in just a moment by Luke Shabra, Deputy Director of Mad Scientist. Mad Scientist is a U.S. Army initiative that continually explores the future of warfare, challenges assumptions, and collaborates with academia, industry, and government. You can connect with us through Twitter, at ArmyMadSci, or subscribe to the blog, The Mad Scientist Laboratory, at madsciblog.tradoc.army.mil. On today's episode, we'll be talking with Captain Zach Bauman, Captain Oliver Parsons, and Master Sergeant Mike Sullivan of Air Force Gaming. The guys will be talking with us today about the value gaming can bring to the military, how it builds cohesion, and how it helps identify unseen skills and talent. As always, the views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the Department of Defense, Department of the Army, Army Futures Command, or Training and Doctrine Command. Let's get started.
4: Extremely excited today to be joined by really the trinity of Air Force gaming that, that really brought this together. So gentlemen, can we go around the horn and you introduce yourselves? All right, what's going on, Luke? Uh, my name is uh, Zach Bauman,
0: I'm a captain in the Air Force, and I'm currently working at the uh, Air Force Personnel Center, San Antonio, Texas. And yeah, just I'm a, I'm a newbie Texan, so I'm fresh down here and enjoying the heat so far.
1: Hey, I'm uh, Oliver Parsons. Uh, I'm also a captain and also stationed out in uh, uh, San Antonio. Um, I am the chief of uh, fitness, sports, uh, readiness, and Air Force Gaming, and uh, started Air Force Gaming back in the pre-COVID days. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, having me on here. I'm Mass Sergeant Mike Sullivan. I'm a comm guy
2: by trade out here at uh, headquarters U.S. Strategic Command at Offutt Air Force Base, Nebraska.
4: All right, fantastic. We're so happy to have the three of you join us today. What I really wanted to ask was, how did you all get here? How did Air Force Gaming, this venture, come about? And how did you end up being uh, the founders and leaders?
1: Yeah, so back in uh, 2019, uh, summer of 2019, uh, myself and a, a couple other airmen uh, around the world, uh, we, we got together, uh, somehow found each other on Twitter, and uh, twitch and all that and we saw that the army had started uh u.s army esports and i would seen them at twitchcon in san diego and uh, a few other places and it, you know it was really cool uh we saw that they're doing some great things what is the air force doing and after quite a bit of research we saw nothing so uh I decided to do a shot in the dark email to a major general and a recruiting command commander and was like, Hey, you know, here's what the army's doing. And I think this would be a great fit for the air force as well. So we initially started experimenting with their innovation team and we just wanted to focus internally because we knew as soon as the, we let the cat out of the bag, You can't take it back. So we, through that experimentation, we discovered that there's a huge void when it comes to uh, digital resiliency, digital communities and um, connecting people through gaming in the Air Force. Through that, we, we found out that, hey, we should probably look internally and use that internal momentum to get external focus as well. So we were passed over to the Air Force Services Center, where I work now. And when we did that, that was actually about the same time that uh, Zach came aboard. But uh, we worked alongside them. We started experimenting with social media, streaming, and all of that. And uh, when we had first initially kicked off the November prior uh, to early 2020, we went within 24 hours, we went from zero to over 2,000. Uh, total force, uh, airmen and guardians. And, uh, it just blew our mind. So, uh, we, we knew some, there was something there. And up until just as, uh, Zach and Mike are doing right now, uh, we had done it all in our free time. And, uh, a lot of the stuff we still are doing right now, uh, bleeds into our, our personal time, but, uh, I'll transition to Zach to let him continue on the story from there.
0: Yeah. So for me, I, uh, I was actually in grad school and I, I did a research project on ga- on the gaming industry. And as a lifelong gamer, it kind of blew my mind to just really understand the growth and the size of the industry. And so I was just super excited about gaming. And then I saw Oliver on LinkedIn, you know, early last year and I pinged him and he had Air Force gaming in his headline. Not more than a week later, I go to the Air Force Association conference. I find a question and answer time going on with General Goldfing, no one's taking the mic. And so I run up there and say, Hey, sir, you guys ever heard of Air Force gaming? And I didn't know anything about it at that point. Um, But that actually kind of made a a splash because, uh, you know, it got that name out there and there were some efforts kind of just getting started. And so from there, Oliver kind of wrote me in and and, uh, from there, I kind of took on the, you know, let's tell the world type of role. I really did believe in it, you know, from the early, I could just see um, kind of the unmet need and the size of that that demographic with that need that was unmet. And so, yeah, it was really easy to get, to get on board and start running as fast as we could. And then, you know, we're all doing all this unofficial stuff, but we look official. So, you know, some legal scares back in the day. Uh, we did our best. And then Mike came in and literally, from what I remember, just started like planning events like a boss, like one of our strongest volunteers by far, and so it was like a very quick thing for us to to look at each other and say, whoa, like Mike, Mike needs to be around this table like anytime we can, anytime we have, you know, a chat.
2: And so, Mike, what from your perspective. So I jumped on the Air Force gaming train super early 2020, but I, it was all organic. I heard about Air Force gaming by word of mouth just from another gamer friend, had no real intentions of jumping in, supporting the organization in any way I, I wanted to use it for my own personal gain. I want to go out, play video games, use the community like you're supposed to use the community or how we intended for the folks that join. Go out there, play our games, play the tournaments, have fun. So I popped in probably around, I'd say, April 2020, and it was immediately awestruck, by just the organization or what looked like organization. Uh, everything that was forward facing from all these awesome folks who from what I could tell was just normal people, right? When you look at all these different screen names and whatnot, there's no rank attributed. It could have been that I was talking to a general one day in an Airman first class the other day. So I get in here and I say, I want to help. How can I help? There was only one volunteer kind of slot open and it was to help uh, organize events. So I get in there it's a little dead I think everyone was waiting uh, to see what waves were being made from the previous event and I said nope now's the time hop in start making some calls say hey let's do this there's this weekend's open we've got nothing going on uh, and I start noticing that some of the other folks they they let you take the reins if you seem hungry enough and from then I've Kind of made it to one of these, these other leaders or or what have you. The the Trinity. I love that that name. By the way, I love being called the Trinity. I'm going to start using that. Uh, and and here we are. So from a humble beginnings of, a, of an event organizer to what all three of us are, which is guiding this this program of 15,000 plus individuals from around the world and making things happen, making waves and and changing the the, the culture and. The paradigm shift—it's really
3: awesome. Yeah, I think I think that's great, and um, it really does seem like this is sort of a uh, an organic grassroots effort that you guys built here. Um, and I have uh, you know a personal interest in it. I have a professional interest in it. Um, our listeners won't be able to see it, but but behind me is what I can't believe are considered retro consoles now, but they were the ones that I grew up with. Um, so I kind of know the answer to this next question, but some of our listeners might not be convinced. So why gaming? Um, Zach, I think at your TEDx talk you talked about how, despite all the positive press, you're still getting comments about gaming being a waste of time and money. So, why is it so important for the DoD to be focused on gaming? Gaming is kind of a black
0: box. Is what is one of the things that we learned, you know, in trying to instill the importance across all these leaders' desks, you know, and having meetings and and yeah, we realized that there was kind of a a disconnect. And then you know, yeah, those tweets. I think of like defense reporters. Those are the ones that really kind of intimidate me, you know, compared to like, you know, just a guy on the street, like the reporters who are like, oh, my gosh, wait till you hear about this waste of money. Um, And so those are the ones that I, you know, I will go in the ring against. Um, And, you know, one of the most rewarding things about the TEDx was a lot of today's senior leaders, they have kids, right? And their perception is that they've grown up trying to get their kid off of the computer chair. And outside, you know, go scrape your knees or whatever. But what they don't know and never probably realize is that what they're actually doing inside those games. You know, it's a lot more, especially today, um, than it's ever been. Um, You know, Super Mario was fun, and we can even talk about value of Super Mario, but I'm talking about, you know, today's games and the ways that we can hang out with each other and team up. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And so it was really rewarding at the TEDx when, um, you know, a retired four star came up to me and said, hey, my son loves this stuff and it shifted for me. I get it now. You know, I I get it and I'm all about it. And so that I think is, is pretty powerful. And that's what we're hoping to continue to do. You know, it is just really kind of uncover this kind of mystery thing that that has been kind of veiled as, oh, yeah, like Mountain Dews and, you know, 2 a.m. But yeah, sure. That's part of it. And I love those days, you know. Probably not my cup of tea right now, but I loved it because there were some really significant experiences, you know, through those nights.
4: I think that's a really important point, Zach, in that, you know, the the classic games were really fun. And, and Matt talked about some of the retro consoles he had behind him. And I used to play those things in terms of Sonic the Hedgehog and uh, GoldenEye on 64 and things like that. And first person shooters for a long time. But one of the things that Matt and I wrote about a couple of years ago in learning in 2050 was this concept of some of these games really being instructive not in the direct translation of skills necessarily for what the future of the military needs, but some of the thinking and developing skills that are needed. And we talked about kind of Minecraft and Fortnite and the need to to build and think about different levels of tactics and operations and strategy in these games, things that we might need in some of these virtual constructs in the future. So with that being said, what kind of games gaming are you all focused on? Well, first and foremost, when we talk about developing leaders and talent,
0: and we, we started from square one, which was, hey, we need a watering hole. You know, we need a place to hang out. Simple as that. You know, all the great things you can say about gaming, just the first step is really just creating a place where everyone has a little space to do what they're interested in. And so that's that's what we focused on and that what that looks like, digital tabletops, strategy game, you know, all the genres are represented. Um, and then, of course, we've got the competitive side, which competition is such a powerful tool for community and relationship building and morale, all the things. But now, yeah, as we've as we've built out all the campsites now, now we've got, you know, the wargaming kind of side coming up. And we've got, you know, literally the half wargaming PhDs interacting with A1C airmen just tinkering, you know, And when we talk about Minecraft and Fortnite, what's really cool, you know, I don't have data on this, but I've always said that not all gamers are techies, but most techies are gamers, you know, because what is a techie? A techie is someone that likes to tinker. You know, when we talk about programming and DevOps, and you got to be a tinkerer, you know? And so when you talk about Minecraft and hanging in a server for hours, being like, oh, what if we did it this way? What if we did it this way? That's the exact same thing that you need to be able to endure, (laughs) you know, as a technical, a digital literate, you know, individual. And so, you know, I don't have all these crazy stats on on the connection, but it it smells the same to me.
1: (laughs) I I think, you know, as Zach said, we we really hit about every game out there within our community. Uh, You know, we have Dungeons and Dragons, we have Warhammer, obviously Call of Duty and and all of that. But our metrics, uh, since we, so we became official in November of uh, 2020 and, uh, we partnered with, uh, outside vendor and since working with them and, you know, doing a lot of official pushes and, you know, getting the services center, uh, behind us, uh, we now have, uh, about 16,000, uh, users on our platform, uh, on airforcegaming.com. You know, and, and that's total force, uh, airmen and guardians, uh, all ranks and ages and all of that. Some of the, the cool metrics, we've had about 300,000 minutes talked on Discord between our, our community and um, uh, about 300,000 uh, text messages as well. So, um, you know, really highly active. Uh, community. And it, it's it's just been really, really cool to see. And I wanted to chime in real quick. Uh, I, I think it's
2: really important to highlight that we're not just the Air Force gaming Call of Duty League. We're not just the Air Force gaming of League of Legends. We we really do hit every aspect, every genre of what consider, could be considered gaming. To include one of my favorite things that we brought on a couple months ago, which is a big focus on chess. Chess is one of those games. It's been around for Hundreds, thousands of years, what have you, and everyone has at least somewhat of an idea of how to play chess. So we're using that uh, as a tool to to kind of branch some of those those gaps, because not everyone plays Call of Duty, not everyone plays Rocket League. Some of those games really just have that such a crazy high skill gap to be able to get into that. Even at the the entry level, you just you just can't grasp it. Uh, but chess, definitely one of my favorites. You hop in there, and I could sit across from anybody, and they're at least going to understand you know hey i need to move a couple pieces and if you win you win if you don't you don't not a whole lot of uh a lot of anger in there whereas
3: maybe if i'm playing halo and i keep getting sniped by the same guy over and over again i might lose it i really think that's important having a wide breadth of games and game types uh because there's there's different inherent skills uh whether you're playing you know a, a tabletop game or a a a real-time strategy game or a first-person shooter, or like you said, chess, there's different mental models that go along with that. And um, Zach, as you as you talked about with that four-star, you know, kind of shifting his mind, I think one of those points to bring up is that, like you said, gaming is not what it used to be. Gaming has evolved. There, there's been a big evolution in it, and we have a lot of these skills. You're, that four-star general's son could be leading a group of people who are geographically dispersed, uh, you know, creating strategy with them and then executing... Towards a mission objective, um, those are all skills that we could use in the DOD. So, you know, building off of that, what do you think about this? Do we need to recruit more gamers, or do we need to bring more gamers out of the ranks, so to speak? What's what's the best strategy there?
0: I think we just need to welcome them across the board, whether you want to serve or or are serving. We just need everyone to embrace the fact that it's an old way of thinking to say that gamers are are not a valuable asset. You know, what is warfighting? It's a game. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally a game. There are so many games that reflect uh, even popular ones like StarCraft that I had this crazy LinkedIn uh, thread going with this PhD who was, you know, highlighting this. And he's like, you know, the certain armies in this particular strategy game, it's like, okay, this one's dispersed and it's low value units, but there's a lot of them. And then there's this one, expensive units very organized and like, you know, to, to try and say that, put a blanket over this, this whole empire of, of not only having fun while we do it, but yeah, developing your skills. I, games are the first way that I learned consequences for my actions or learned what the word strategy was. See, so yeah, I don't think we really need to, you know, all wear headsets so that, you know, the tomorrow's generation is going to come in, but it's like, if, if there's a culture that embraces them and, and really, sees the true value of what they've kind of grown up on, I think that's going to set us up really well,
3: yeah, for the future. So, Mike or Oliver, h- how do you think we create that culture in the DoD? Well, so we we
1: did a, a survey back in July of 2020, and we had about uh, 35,000 respondents across the entire uh, Department of the Air Force. From that survey, we had uh, just about... of those that were between 18 and 35 uh, consider themselves gamers. You know, that's the millennials, that's uh, Gen Z. um, You know, heck, if if you play Candy Crush on your phone, you know, you're technically a gamer too. You know, I I think it is developing that that culture of acceptance within gaming and uh, adding to senior leaders that curiosity to learn more about, you know, how is, as Zach mentioned with StarCraft, you know, how is this game going to uh, enhance my warfighter? And, uh, you know, for example, Call of Duty, you have to have strategy and tactics to take down the other team when you're playing in a competitive environment. So, uh, you know, you can apply uh, warfighting type skills or, or even just day to day management skills. You know, if you're Animal Crossings, you know, you learn how to do the stock market on the, the turnip stocks. So.
4: so I want to segue that a little bit. You you talked for um, a minute there, Oliver, about senior leaders. And Zach actually played Lieutenant General Christopher Wegeman in virtual chess. And he lost. Uh, what has what the reaction been like from senior officers seeing things like that? And have you gotten more of them to actually play? Yeah, you know, that happened through LinkedIn, that challenge.
0: And it could not have been a better senior leader to kick that off with. Truly a serious digital leader, you know, in the Department of the Air Force. And so that was amazing from the start to actually get FaceTime with him. And we took him on a virtual tour of our Discord. You know, we, we took him around, we, we showed him all the stats and stories. And, and, uh, you know, it changed for him too. You know, we were, we were live and it changed you could see it in his eyes. He got excited, but I will say, you know, I did win the game of chess, but to be fair, he had barely ever played chess. So I do need to throw that out there because he, he hadn't played much chess. Um, and, and yeah, we've uh, we've got a few more we've been talking to. Uh, we did episode two with the chief of chaplains, which was major general chaplain uh, Steve Shike. And that was a great conversation as well. So that's two and O. Oh. Um, also not a huge chess player, but yeah, we've got a handful of others that we're talking to and hoping to get a few more episodes going.
3: All right, so this this next question is for Mike. Um, what kind of relationship do you see between the gaming and esports community with the DoD and the need for a digital talent base that can code and program or, or at least be data literate?
2: So the relationship is strong, and it kind of depends on what direction you go at when you're looking at that relationship. The gaming and esports, there are so many different levels of say from like the youngest gamer to some crazy professional uh, esports athletes that are actually out there in the ranks right now from the most well-known content producers or, or what's considered an influencer uh, out there to some folks that we know that made a pro, the pro circuit for NBA 2K, right? It's crazy. So I, I would say from, from that angle, the relationship is the DoD because they exist within the DoD. Uh, but one of the really cool things that I think, we can kind of boast about our community is Zach had mentioned earlier where not all gamers are techies, but most techies are gamers. And that is so true. So one of the greatest things that we've been able to bring out of this community is we're pulling these crazy smart airmen and guardians out of their, I'm not going to say hiding hole, but you know, we're, maybe we're pulling out of their basement or, or just something where we're giving them a platform to stand on and say, I have this talent. So some of the things that we've done is we've been able to make a call out to our community of 15,000 plus people and say, hey, this DoD entity, whether it be AFWorks or AF CyberWorks or Defense University, DoD Platform One, you name it, they're out there. We've probably talked to them at least a little bit. And we've said, these are the opportunities that are available to you. You might be a security forces airman checking IDs at the gate every morning. But really when you go home at night, you're out there making some of the craziest programs or you're, you're learning that digital literacy, which the DOD sorely needs. One of the things that's kind of plaguing the DOD right now is, is a real lack of, of talent management, where we have the idea that these logistics folks or these maintainers, that's what they are, right? That's, that's who they are, that's what they do. Whereas really in this day and age, you could be both, you could be a super smart coder and still be able to turn a wrench that puts a jet in the air, right? Um, and, I, and I think that, that relationship there, the, the need is to be able to find more of these individuals and give them the opportunities, uh, which then is gonna benefit the DOD as a whole because now you're finding that talent that's already within, whereas maybe we don't necessarily need to go out to uh, the public sector and say, hey, uh, we need someone to be able to create this program Instead, I can pull the airmen off the gate for a few weeks or something. You never know. And say, hey, can you make this? And of course they can because they're crazy smart and they're not just a security forces person.
0: Yeah, I would consider us kind of like a talent underground of sorts because we're making so many connections and enabling a closeness to there's no geographical separation other than time zones. You know, that would be the only kind of wall. But these airmen meet each other and then it's like, hey, what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm a programmer. Oh, cool. I hate my job in uh, this career field. And then they're like, okay, well, actually, we've got this this thing going on. Maybe you should contact so-and-so. You know, it's like those are the things that don't quite get quantified as much, but that's happening. And so that's so cool. We've worked with Tron for their coding camp. It's an Air Force software factory. um, And they do their immersion. And we socialize that. And then we have people who have friends. So it's much more of a referral thing. Like, hey, I think you'd be good for this, you know? It's almost like, you know, we're the unit commander and we know all our little communities that are happening and we're like, oh, Zig might be interested in this. So let's pass it his way. Who's Zig? You know, he's he's 20 years old and he's he's working, you know, in Alabama somewhere. How would I have ever met Zig? When when we talk about talent, I think that's what's really powerful.
1: Yeah. And, and on top of that too, not only for the digital skills, but also just like leadership skills in general. Um, you know, we've been able to essentially develop like a leadership laboratory where people can even be a, you know, E1, uh, to be leading a entire category of games, which could be thousands of people and, uh, providing that opportunity and letting them fail in like the safe environment. You know, uh, we've seen some of these, we have somebody that's a senior airman. We've seen them totally transform. You know, the way that they do leadership and uh, take care of people like a a 180 uh, and, you know, like five steps forward uh, because they can experiment, they can fail and it's not a big deal. You know, biggest thing may be like, hey,
3: you better stop doing at everyone in uh, your channels because people are leaving. I think it's great because what you guys are describing is kind of a great parallel to what we also do at Mad Scientist. So we have two different focuses. But we're, we're pushing this idea of finding people who are doing their jobs but can contribute in another way but don't have that avenue or that venue to push their ideas forward.
4: Yeah, absolutely, Matt. You guys talked earlier about how the Army basically – in a lot of ways, inspired Air Force gaming to come about. So the Army's fielded the the eSports team. The Navy's fielded the Goats and Glory eSports team. The Marines aren't putting together an official team, but they've dropped into some tournaments. What's the future of eSports and gaming for the DoD? Do you guys look at cooperation between the sister services,
1: competition, both? Uh, Everything. So I actually was talking to... Uh, Sergeant Jones of the Army, the guy that uh, started Army Esports uh, this morning, and uh, Michael, uh, Captain Michael Magetti of the Marines, um, which he just kicked off um, Marine Corps Gaming um, and uh, a grassroots effort on their end that uh, is going to pick up some crazy speed. Um, but really, you know, uh, Sergeant Jones and his team uh, with with the Army, they were a huge uh, inspiration to us. You know, they helped actually guide us with a lot of do's and don'ts in, in certain areas because they had, you know, the legal expertise in, in some things. But they also helped promote us from a grassroots type of thing that helped build legitimacy. So, you know, in that same way of thinking, it, it's very interesting. It, it, it's very different than, you know, what you'll see with most branch rivalries and all that like we our goal uh, you know army navy air force slash space force and marines we all want to build up this programming together if one of us takes a step forward all of us take a step forward because all branches are looking at um you know how other branches are doing it outside of our our tight circle and um you know, the, the Navy's been doing some really cool stuff when it comes to the MWR side of things as well. They've done some incredible Twitch streams and um, their lead out there, aside from the Ghosts and Glory, they're doing really cool things. The thing that really makes the Air Force uh, different than the other branches is we've developed an entire hub for all things gaming. So, you know, if you're innovation, if you're uh, research lab, if your, uh, education or competition, you know, you, we all, uh, fall under the umbrella of air force gaming. Um, whereas the, the army and Navy, uh, you know, they have the recruiting, which is the external, and then they have the MWR, which is internal.
0: Yeah. I mean, last summer, I remember kind of early days with, with Mike and Oliver, we were trying to find a home for air force gaming. We were very clear on the vision to be highly concerned with those inside the gate, not necessarily with those outside of the gate. It's like, what better retention and recruiting is there than someone really enjoying their life of service? And so we saw this need and we said, hey, let's let's build this thing inside the gate. That's what we're doing. And we couldn't quite find a home or the right organization to absorb us and uh, or, you know, really kind of invest in the vision. And it was tough because the army led strong with their program that anytime you mentioned gaming to a leader, they thought recruiting right away. They said, oh yeah, let me connect you with recruiting. We said, no, 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 we actually, we think it, we think we want to tweak this and here's how. And so now that we've been able to build this momentum with Air Force Gaming as an internal community, we're, we're seeing the other branches say, hey, holy cow, this is a really important effort and we need this for our, you know, Marines or sailors or, uh, what do you call it, an army person? <laughs> soldier, soldier. Um, and so, yeah, actually, the, a lot in a lot of ways, like they're an army person, in a lot of ways, they are kind of following suit, actually. And so we're really proud of the, the shift that we've been able to kind of, you know, steer the ship that is the DOD and say, hey, actually, it's not just about tomorrow's leaders, because actually, we have way more tomorrow's leaders already serving. You know, when we think about, you know, getting the right people, it's like we have a mass, massive group demographic of people that are still tomorrow's leaders, quote unquote. Uh, and so I think it's really cool to see, yeah, the DOD kind of starting to get on the same page.
3: So here's a question we'd like to ask uh, most of our guests. It gives you a chance to kind of give your advice and, and talk to the the future generation out there. So, so let's assume you're talking to future airmen, guardians, sailors, army persons, and Marines. Um, you know, they're still young, they're not, they haven't quite made the, the decision on whether or not they're going to join up yet. So should they want to join the service if they're into gaming? And, and what advice do you have for them?
0: I, I would never join purely on gaming. I'll just say that flat out. But I'll say that I recently brought on a brand new airman to be one of our writers, bloggers. Amazing writer, actually. And he was the first person I met that said, you know, I was on the fence. And then I saw Air Force Gaming and I said, I won into that. And he joined. <laughs> And so that was crazy because that's not our mission you know it's not necessarily our mission it's a great byproduct but it's not it's not our goal and so we we do know and recognize that hey if my life is improved as a service member because of this then there's a lot more missions winning than just you know MWR
1: yeah and and i would say that you know if you want a consistent salary um and also uh, be at the forefront of you know gaming and esports within the DOD Um, you know, all branches are are working and, you know, we're working together to take those steps forward. So really, really cool things that are going to be moving forward over the next year. Uh, it's going to look totally different, um, where all branches are really, the goal is all branches to consistently, you know, play against one another and play together to bring that friendly rivalry and and all that. But, uh, as for people joining in yeah, you you know, you're not going to get a, uh, gaming job, so that's that is a question we get often from our uh, community members. Like, hey, how can I change my specialty code to gaming? And I'm like, I don't even have that. <laughs> I'll go the uh, I'll go the opposite route, uh, but
2: I'll I'll give it a baseline of I believe everyone joins the the service for a reason. They ch- they choose their own specific service, be it the Army, Navy, Marines, Space Force, Coast Guard what have you. They, they do it for all different reasons, right? You have some folks that it's a family tradition, you know, every generation has, has someone that served in the military. Uh, Some folks, Come after for the benefits, which is really great, right? You know, obviously there's plenty of like collegiate programs and and everything. The 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 military has just so much going for it, regardless of the branch service that you're in. Uh, some folks use it to get out of their hometown for as as simple as that sounds, right? Go travel, see the world. Some of those folks end up going back to their hometown, which you know is kind of unfortunate, but what have you? But if your reason for joining the service uh, is gaming. I still think that's really great uh i i hope that you're able to kind of fulfill that dream if it is a dream or if, if that's really just your reason you know if, if that's your thing is you decided to sign up because you saw that the military has started some gaming programs that's awesome go do your job whatever it may be if it's like i said being that that guy that's checking ids or turning wrenches or making awesome computer programs do your job do it awesome come home, play some video games with us. So that way we can, we can get that W at the end of the day.
4: No, that's, that's fantastic. And we appreciate your guys coming on and just sharing all these insights. It's really important as we think about the future of, as you said, not, not just recruiting, but how we think about talent management within the force i really love the ad hoc uh kind of way or approach to communication beyond just uh as you said talking to that airman in alabama that you might have never met otherwise and the connections that can be made and so what we're going to do is kind of transition to what we call rapid fire questions but we want to ask all three of you across the board the first question that we have is what technology or trend keeps you up at night uh tick for me for sure TikTok,
1: okay. Uh, for me, NFTs. Can you explain NFTs real quick to our audience? Uh, so non-fungible tokens, NFTs. Uh, I still have very basic knowledge because it it's, it's challenging my mental uh, learning uh, because I have to like unlock my mind. Um, but it's basically a digital, like it can be like a digital trading card. Um, so there can be one, or there could be you know 10,000 of the same thing but it's it's very interesting you know cutting edge technology but there's there's a lot of cool security measures when it comes to that as well oh man what keeps me up at
2: night what technology Video games. Obviously, I lose plenty of sleep because I can't kill this one boss or because my friends just have the the craziest personalities. So I'm listening to them talk all night and haven't even made any progress in the video game I'm playing.
4: One more game. One more game. One
2: more game. One more game
4: (laughs) for all three of you. What is something about you that most people might not know?
2: Oh, I'll start. I'll start this one off. Uh, so one definitely one thing that not a whole lot of people know about me because it's you know it's my background so a uh, whole bunch of folks you know kind of guess like if I'm a calm guy well clearly I must have had some kind of crazy tech techie background before joining the military. I grew up on a farm, man, waking up crazy early, go take care of the horses. Uh, If you don't know what what is called breaking a horse, that means get up on the horse until it's okay with people riding it, which is really fun. Uh, That's why they use younger folk to do this. So that way when you eventually inevitably get thrown off the horse, you bounce instead of, you know, if you're a little bit older, us, us older people. Now I can say that, you know, I'm older now. We don't bounce as well as we did back in the day. So, you know, I'm a computer geek, I'm a, I'm a calm guy and I'm a, I'm a gaming nerd, but I like to think that I have
3: humble beginnings. See this audience knows what breaking a horse is. Cause you have to do it in red dead redemption. That's how you tame the wild horses. Perfect. Yes, exactly.
1: I uh, got married on the eve of my 21st birthday while I was still in college. Wow. There you
0: go. I, I would say, I think about the AFG community and, uh, I'm actually not on in the gamers terms. I'm like, not, I'm not very good in at anything. I actually don't know that much of the happenings and the, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm actually more passionate about the connections that are happening. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm playing and I'm hopping in, but I actually don't game that much anymore. At least obviously my, you know, my whole life was shaped by it, but say these days I'm getting more into it, but, but yeah, people will ping me on Discord you know, and see my name around the server and then ping me and say, Hey, something crazy that I don't understand. And I'm like, Oliver, Mike, you guys, (laughs) what should I say to this person (laughs) talking about PC builds? And, you know, I don't, I don't actually know that much about it. So, yeah.
4: I, I relate to that as somebody who consistently ranks at the bottom on call of duty. Uh, and my kill to death ratio is just God awful, but I, I love playing anyways. Um, And then this one, I would love for Oliver to answer first, but want to hear from all of you. Uh, And based on everything in his background that the audience can't see right now, uh, the two gauntlets that I see and the numerous uh, Marvel Funko Pops, I can guess what, what the genre will be. But uh, what is your favorite movie? And and for the sake of this podcast, we also wanted to ask, what is your favorite video game?
1: I would say my favorite movie, just based on recent times and, and how it affected me emotionally, was the entire you know um, Avengers Infinity War and then Avengers Endgame. Um, both of those you know saw them uh, in theater, and you know at the end of Infinity War when they all went to dust. I just, I will never forget the just pure silence of a super full room, and then at the end, of end game, I will never forget uh, like grown men leaving the the theater crying because Iron Man died.
4: Spoilers all over, dude,
1: dude, dude. Seriously, I've not seen. Saying- oh hey. oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't say anything about Loki episode three, uh, but uh, favorite video game. Is always going to be Halo. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, favorite movie? I just watched it the other night. Um, you know, I'm doing house hunting right now. It's pretty crazy. Popped on Hook. on uh, Netflix. Hook with um, Robin Williams. You know, Peter Pan kind of movie. And tell you what, if you're feeling down and you just want to, you know, kind of reinvigorate the child in you, Hook is the movie. Oh, my gosh. Never grow up. That It's like, it's literally the perfect, like, you should never grow up type of movie. Um so yeah hook through and through video game I would say most recently was Fortnite because my 7 year old nephew and I can play duos and he bosses me around it's it's insane uh so yeah I never really played Fortnite that much until he started FaceTiming me quite often you know you have to pick those up and so so yeah <laughs> Fortnite, i it's more fun than i'd like to admit actually
4: (laughs) i i completely relate to that as well because uh my 10 year old son is usually saving me in Fortnite on duos or uh, trios with my younger son and it's interesting to go from the position of being dad who has all the answers or is supposed to and take care of all these things to learning from this younger generation about um, things that I have no idea. And he also happens to be a master builder on
2: there. That's amazing. Okay, so I, I got to admit this, this answer is kind of silly. Hopefully, I, I can get some shared in, enthusiasm in this one. But the the movie that comes to mind that if it's on TV or if I'm just looking for something for even just background noise that I can just watch over and over again would be any one of the back to the future movies because they're just silly and ridiculous and i love all the characters and and you know even if there's crazy plot holes or or what have you it doesn't matter man i I love those movies they're they're just so much fun uh but as, as far as video games go I, it's, it's a toss-up right so I, I have games that i have almost thousands of hours in uh but i ne- i wouldn't necessarily call them like maybe my, my favorite game right uh, especially if it was already stolen uh from another member of this podcast but uh so but i, I would definitely say that the game that that comes to mind that i've just spent so much time in that i can always i can always go back to uh is league of legends i, I started playing that game uh in 2009 when you could get a physical copy of the game it wasn't just a download over the internet and i still have it i still have the box and it's got all the cards in it and whatnot with the cd and it's 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 so great to look at uh but there was a meme that came across uh, the internet uh not too long ago and it was like oh you've been playing this game for like 10 years you must be really good at it no <laughs> no i i think uh you know as far as ranked
3: goes i think i maybe made it to gold once at, i'm just super Super casual in that game. Favorite movie and favorite game questions. Those are always our personal favorites as well. And, you know, it's not a competition. Opinions are opinions. Everybody has their tastes. Um, But, Mike, you definitely won. Uh, Luke and I saw Back to the Future last month in the theaters together. Um, So that that floats to the top of our list as well.
4: Yeah, thank you guys so much. And uh, it's just been a pleasure to talk to all three of you. The Trinity, as we said. And where can everybody follow Air Force Gaming and get involved AirForceGaming.com. All right, easy enough. AirForceGaming.com. Anything else you'd love to say to our audience?
2: Hey guys, I, I really appreciate being being on here. Uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time and, and getting some of our opinions on on these questions, regardless of how difficult or, or maybe simple they, they sound. You know, it's always great to give uh, at least an opinion or maybe some fact based uh, things. But for for your audience come join us, come join our, our, our discord or, or poke us on Facebook or something. I'd love to go play some video games with you. Even if you're better than me, you know, I'll, I won't take it too personally.
0: Yeah. I just say, you know, gamer or not, good luck. Have fun. <laughs>
4: All right, guys. Well, thanks again. We really appreciate it. It's been a privilege talking to you guys and I can't wait to check out more gaming. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you guys.
3: Thanks for listening to The Convergence. I'd like to thank our guests, Captain Zach Baumann, Captain Oliver Parsons, and Master Sergeant Mike Sullivan of Air Force Gaming for talking with us. You can connect with Mad Scientist through Twitter, at ArmyMadSci. And don't forget to subscribe to our blog, the Mad Scientist Laboratory, at madsciblog.tradoc.army.mil. Finally, if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider giving us a rating or review on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you accessed it. This feedback helps us to improve future episodes of The Convergence and allows us to reach a bigger and broader audience.